You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you who led Israel out of Egypt and raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you have done marvelous and powerful things for your people. And for this reason, we should be giving thanks to you at all times and in all places. Almighty God, we ask for your blessings to be upon the worship life of this congregation on this day at this time. Bless the words that will be spoken. May they accomplish your will and bring glory and praise to your holy name. This we ask in your name, O Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Almost every day of the week, you can, it, you can almost guarantee it. Somewhere by about 8 or 8.30 in the morning, I get my son upset. Because I ask him the same question every, that's what he says, every day, Dad, really? <laughs> 8 or 8.30 in the morning, it's usually, Nathan, what are we eating today? <laughs> Dad's hungry. <clears throat> this past week, though, there was a difference in one day. I didn't speak those words first. He said to me, he says, Dad, you know, Thanksgiving... We have all of this food. Margaret's mother hails from the south, so we have southern cuisine. Black-eyed peas, collard greens with ham hocks and bacon. Oh my goodness, it's so good. <laughs> Turkey and filling, mashed potatoes. My all-time favorite part of Thanksgiving meal. Sweet potato souffle. Oh my God. If you like pumpkin pie, sweet potato souffle is like pumpkin pie times ten. <laughs> so we... He brought up the subject. He said, well, you know, he said, I want to do something different this year. He said, so I want to make a chicken. I said, ooh. <laughs> now, you have to understand, my whole life growing up at home, my dad never ate turkey. Never ate turkey. Every Thanksgiving, we all would have the turkey, mashed potatoes, and filling. But my dad would have chicken with oyster filling. Nathan said, ooh, we're going after that. So I sent him on to my sister. He called my sister for the recipe. I was sure she had it because my dad went to be with Christ in 1989, three days after Thanksgiving. So I know that when he was at my sister's house, that he had chicken with oyster filling. I knew my sister had the recipe. She didn't pick up the phone. So he called the absolute expert on the subject, my mom. And he got the recipe from my mom. So this Thanksgiving, for the first time in my life, I'm going to eat the meal, or some of the meal, that my dad ate. Thanksgiving is an awesome day for us. We as a nation, as a people, we celebrate this 
but one day a year. Thanksgiving Day. The third Thursday of the month of November is when we, as a nation, celebrate this day. My wife was giggling the other day because she was listening to some type of program and someone called in with this question. Do the British celebrate Thanksgiving the same day we do? (laughs) To which the person who was hosting the show said, don't ever let anybody call here with that question again. So we do put forward this tradition of Thanksgiving, which we will celebrate next Thursday. The reason I bring that to your attention is because it's obvious, but we need to now look at what Holy Scripture says about thanksgiving, or more correctly, giving thanks. So when we look at the gospel message for today, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and as he is traveling between Samaria and Galilee, he comes upon a community. And the people of that community cry out to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Well, we can understand from biblical times that when you were diagnosed with an infectious skin disease called leprosy, you were separated. You were put in your own community. You could not get near people. You had to literally walk around. When someone came into your presence, you would have to say, unclean, unclean, can't come near me, unclean, to prevent the spread of that disease. So they're shouting out, to their Lord, to their master, saying, Jesus, have mercy on us. They could not come to him. He proclaims to them at this point, go and show yourself to the priest. Because this is right out of the book of Leviticus. In chapter 13 of the book of Leviticus, it is the separation of lepers. In chapter 14, it tells us that the declaration of cleanliness from leprosy is in the jurisdiction of the priest. All ten were told to go and show themselves to the priest. But only one. One on his way realized that the infectious disease was gone. He was healed. He was made whole. He no longer needed to be separated from his community. He no longer had to be isolated. Jesus gave him the ability... To go back and be with his family, his friends, and his people. When he realized that he was cleansed, Scripture doesn't tell us that he went to a priest. He returned immediately because he recognized who it was. The great high priest. And he falls at Jesus' knees. And what does Scripture say? And he gave thanks. He gave thanks. Almighty God will rescue each and every one of us from incredible difficulties. We don't know how he will do that, but we are absolute certain that he will. And for that, we don't give thanks but once a year. We give thanks every day. And when we go into the book of Deuteronomy and look at chapter 8 and what Moses has to say to the people, making them aware of the fact that they had just wandered in the wilderness for 40 years as a discipline because they did not trust in Almighty God. 
The reason they went into that wilderness and were wanderers in that place was that their trust in God would be built up, that he would supply all their needs. He was the one that was their source. And now Moses is telling them and preparing them in the book of Deuteronomy as they will go to the plains of Moab and overlook the promised land and Joshua will take them into that promised land. Moses brings to their attention that there will be brooks of water. They were just wandering in the wilderness. They had to search for water. They had to find dug wells. They would have to go from one place to another so that they could feed their animals. And now Moses was telling the people that God would give them a reason to give thanks to him at all times, in all places, in all ways. You will have these brooks of water. You will have fountains. Now that sounds a little bit peculiar, but for my household, every one of us have artesian wells. It's the fountain that just comes out of the ground. I, I see what Moses is saying to the people. And there will be springs of water. No more searching for all of these things. God will supply your daily need. We should be giving him thanks for some of these things, most of these things, all of these things that we take for granted. There will be wheat and there will be barley. There will be vines and there will be fig trees and there will be pomegranates and there will be olive trees and honey. And not only does God supply all of those needs that we will need physically, it also says in Deuteronomy that even the rock will have iron in it. And in the hills you'll be able to mine copper. Everything you possibly could need. God is the one that is supplying it for you. Therefore, Thanksgiving, as we celebrate it as a nation once a year, as the kingdom of God, as children of the Most High, we don't have enough hours in the day to give God all the thanks that we should be giving him. Because everything we have comes from his gracious hand. He is the creator of all things. Jesus Christ, his son, was the word who became flesh. All things were created through him and for him. As it says in the Gospel of John. So now when we get into the second lesson for today. We're in the book of Philippians. It begins and says, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. But with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Place these things upon Almighty God. Do you know what we've been doing in the month of November? We have been focusing on prayer. Every sermon in this month has been on prayer. The acts of prayer. Three Sundays ago, the pastor introduced us with the adoration. The acclamation. Knowing who it is that you're sending the message to. If you want to send an invitation out to someone, do you put their address on the letter to identify whom it is that you want it to go? 
Because if you don't, it doesn't get there, right? Well, that's prayer. That's acclamation. That's adoration. What we do when we pray is we identify whom it is we're sending it to. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you led Israel out of Egypt. You raised Jesus Christ from the dead. This is who we are inviting in. And once we send that invitation to God to be a part of that prayer, then the first thing we need to do is make ourselves presentable to God. And two Sundays ago, the sermon was focused on confession. Pastor told us a story about a colleague of his who his father was a World War II veteran and he did not think he would be acceptable in God's presence because of all of the people that were shot down by him because he was in the Navy and the kamikaze pilots would come in. And how he went to each one of those theaters in which he participated in battle. And he surrendered himself. He confessed himself to God. Made himself, not by his own power, but by the confession, acceptable in God's presence. The acts of prayer. Know whom it is that you're sending the prayer to. Confess your sins so you're acceptable in his sight. And today, the focus of prayer is thanksgiving. That we need to give thanks in all times, in all places, in all ways. And we have every available element, aspect of our life to be thankful for. If you notice that the gifts that you had given to Pastor and I for Appreciation Sunday have been on the altar. But have you noticed that when we placed them there on the first Sunday, they were all the way at the corner. And every Sunday, whichever part, acclamation, confession, or thanksgiving, they're coming closer together. A visual aid to let us know how important it is to participate in this prayer. Because as Paul says to the Philippians, the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. I tell you the truth, there are not enough hours in a day if we would really give thanks to God for everything that he gives to us. But to be able to recognize that. Brother Martin Luther, when he was talking about and doing an expose on the large catechism, he says, you know, when you pray... Give us this day our daily bread. He said, do you know how long that prayer could be if you would open it up and realize what it, how thankful you need to be in all the aspects? Because God created the seed. God formed the earth and the soil. And then God caused the sun to shine and the rain to fall. He provided a harvester to gather it, it was then ground and made into bread. So when we look at a simple thing, give us this day our daily bread, do you see how many aspects we need to be thankful for that God has placed before us? And that's just a small, small piece. Everything we have comes 
from the gracious hand of God. The acts of prayer. Next week will be supplication. The purpose of this is to encourage all of us to pray, to pray, to pray. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.